Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Monday, June the 8th as we get back into it after the weekend is uh, generally our shows on Monday have been reacting to the newest news as far as the dispute between the players and owners goes and we've got new news as we seem to always have new news as these two sides continue to fight through the media and you know off the top just on a, a basic level you know where I'm at I'm so frustrated and upset with Everyone involved at this point, I am still staunchly on the player's side in this discussion, staunchly, very strongly on the player's side, but um, it's just, it's incredibly disappointing that uh, Major League Baseball has had this opportunity, they had this chance to be the first sport back to uh, be a, a, a symbol of a return to normalcy in America, a symbol of providing Americans with what they need in a time where they need it the most and instead they've bungled this whole thing from the start and these two sides can't get close not even on the same page close to the same page and the result is that we're sitting here lamenting the fact that they're not going to be able to start the season when they thought they would and you know this July 4th thing which we'll talk about in a bit Ken Rosenthal a really good piece on you know the July 4th thing is over you know it's done they're not gonna be able to start by July 4th and now it's starting to feel like there, there's no other option but a 50-game season at this point or 48-game season or whatever it ends up being with, that the owners could theoretically force the players to do. Um, it's just disheartening. This whole thing is is so incredibly disheartening. And uh, the fact that we have to just keep going through it, I just, I'm, I'm tired, I'm over it. I just want them to make a decision. We'll dive into the news from today and so on and so forth, but it is incredibly frustrating. The news from today... Um, earlier in the day, Carl Ravage tweets out, The MLB has made a proposal to the players. 75% prorated salary, 76-game season, playoff pool money, no draft pick compensation for signing a player. Season finishes September 27th. Postseason ends at the end of October. Significant move towards players' demands and an effort to play more. Um, it came out after that that it's really 50% of the prorated salary. The extra 25% is based on the playoffs happening and them getting playoff money. Um, ultimately, um, the no draft pick compensation for signing a player after the season it was the um, most compelling part of it that we have not seen yet. The idea that in the offseason, if a, a team signs a free agent, they don't have to give up a draft pick to get that free agent. That has been an impediment in years past towards players getting signed. That is a, a important thing to take off the table, especially for a player's union that I'm sure is and should be afraid about how free agency is going to play out after the season moving forward. 
Um, the idea that because all these clubs have lost all this money and this and that, that they're going to take it out on the free agent class. And I bet you they do. That makes a ton of sense. I've said many times that I do not expect players to make close to as much money as this offseason as they would have had this all not happen. Period. End of story. Simple in my mind. You know, that that's just what's going to happen. Like Mookie Betts was going to get a record contract. He's not. It's not going to happen. All these guys are going to get less than they would have gotten a year ago at the same time. It's just what it is. That's the way I see it. And I don't think it's going to be collusion. I think all the owners are just going to agree, you know, without having to say it to each other. They know the market will be depressed. So that is a big deal, I suppose. Um, however, um, really, just it, all the owners keep doing is they keep repackaging the same idea over and over again in different ways. And it keeps, you know, not working. You know, Evan Drellick tweeting out shortly after the MLBPA regards today's offer from Major League Baseball to be worse than the league's last because it shifts greater emphasis on risk sharing in the postseason. Players would receive 50% of the pro rata. If there is no postseason, 75% if there is. So what I was pointing out there, Bob Nightingale puts out an article shortly after. MLB Players Association considers MLB's latest offer that includes 76-game season a quote-unquote step backwards. Great. From the article. From Bob Nightingale, the Major League Baseball Players Association on Monday considered Major League Baseball's latest offer a step backwards that proposed a 76-game season while guaranteeing players 50% of their prorated pay with the opportunity of earning 75% of their salaries if there is no postseason. Two people with direct knowledge of the offer told USA Today Sports. The people spoke on the condition of anonymity because they were not authorized to speak publicly about the negotiations ongoing. The proposal, which was first reported in a tweet by ESPN broadcaster Carl Ravage, would also eliminate draft pick compensation free agency, which would buoy free agency this winter, while also including postseason pool money. MLB originally proposed an 82-game season with a sliding scale that would require the highest-paid players to take the biggest pay cuts. It was swiftly rejected by the union two weeks ago. The union's latest proposal was for a 114-game season with the players receiving their full salaries. If no agreement is reached, MLB believes it has the right to implement a 48-54 to 54 game schedule that will pay players their full prorated salary under their March 26 agreement. Look, union lawyer Bruce Mayer made a good deal, Chicago White Sox special assistant Dennis Gilbert says. They got a full year of Major League service, but the owners didn't give that for nothing. The players assumed they were going to get their prorated salaries when they came back. That was never the case without fans in the stands. The players' union is still insisting on players receiving their full salaries, while the owners believe they will lose $640,000 a game per team, which is a lot, if that's true, if the players don't take a pay cut from the prorated salaries. There's no hard deadline for the two sides to agree to reach an agreement, but the regular season would need to start by the final week of August to play a 50-game schedule that would conclude by September 27th. So that's where we're at. One offer after another offer, and... and Again, the owners using the media to make it seem like they are are offering new things, negotiating good faith, when in actuality they keep just repackaging the same crappy deal and offering it to the players and saying, oh, it's the players' fault. Blame the players. They won't sign it. They're greedy. It's really insane to me. It is crazy. You don't need my thoughts on that. You know where I come down. I'm appalled at how the owners have handled it. And, and right now I'm angry at everybody, as you know. Um, but I'm appalled at how the owners have handled this and and the fact that they're the owners. They're the people who own these teams forever, in perpetuity. Their family can, theoretically. Like, 
they're the ones who, who the long-term health of their franchise should be paramount. And the way they've handled this does not say that one bit. Because they are so focused on right now, the money in the moment, this minutia, losing this much, this and that, instead of focusing on the big picture, which is the health of baseball into the future. And that doesn't seem to be at the top of their list. Um, Rosenthal, Ken Rosenthal, a really good piece um, yesterday on The Athletic. Um, talking about July 4th, or two days ago, excuse me. July 4th return is all but gone with baseball as far uh, from a deal as ever. This was before the um, the newest offer, which obviously is meaningless. It was rejected anyway. But, um, you know, Rosenthal, I think, hitting on some important stuff here uh, from the article. July 4th was the goal, remember? Bring back the national pastime on Independence Day. Give the country a distraction from COVID-19 pandemic and a reeling economy. Return to action nearly one month before any of the major, any other major professional sports league. That's what we were just talking about. They had this opportunity and they frittered it away. Well, the article goes on. Well, the possibility of Major League Baseball staging opening day on July 4th is all but gone. Barring a sudden agreement between players and owners who cannot overcome their dis- distrust of one another even as the nation attempts to cope with far greater concerns. It is astounding. July 4th is less than a month away. Once a new agreement is reached, if a new agreement is reached, players would need time to report for spring training, particularly those returning from foreign countries. Teams would need at least 10 days to prepare their spring training sites and or home ballparks to comply with new medical protocols, according to Major League Baseball. Spring training 2.0 would last a minimum of three weeks. So forget July 4th, he says. He says, just tell us, oh squabbling parties, how long do you want to go? How low do you want to go? A 50-game season that would carry little credibility after one year. Uh, the Nationals started at 1931 last year in their first 50 games, only to win a World Series. It's a great point. Just looking at last year, if we're going to do a 50-game season, the Nats would have been 19-31 and 31 through 50 games last year, and they won the World Series last year. So think about that. He says, a canceled season that would result in the sport going dark for nearly 18 months, diminishing income for all parties, wrecking players' careers, and inflating Owners pre precious resale values in the process question mark. There you go. That's what I'm talking about with the fact that that it seems like people are so prisoner of the moment involved in this discussion that they can't see past what is happening now and the idea that this would be devastating. Devastating for the future of the sport. It goes on. The bickering is unpopular enough in ordinary circumstances. Under the current circumstances. More than 100,000 people dead from the coronavirus. More than 42 million filing for unemployment in the past three months. The nationwide anguish stemming from the depths of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, Ahmaud Arbery, and police treatment of African Americans, it is nothing short of appalling. And yet neither MLB nor the Players Association seems to care that both parties resemble children sitting in separate corners with their toys, refusing to play with others. What, is, what a paragraph there. I mean, Rosenthal nails it. The fact that when we are in the situation, I've said this many times, it's pretty clear, obviously, to me, but the fact that we are where we are as a country right now, as a world, what we're going through, and the fact that these millionaires and billionaires are squabbling over money and refusing to give at all on either side is appalling. That is a great word for it. Going on the article. The way negotiations are dragging the start of the season easily might be delayed until August, and 50 to 60 games might prove the only option. 
The initial March agreement between the parties allows for the extension of the regular season. But experts say a second wave of the virus is possible in the fall. And MLB's infectious disease consultant, Dr. Ali Khan, advised the league to complete a season and postseason as early as possible. The union's proposal for a 114-game schedule suggested playing regular season games through October 31st, followed by a postseason that would likely not be completed until early December, according to dueling letters between the parties, copies of which were obtained by The Athletic. Deputy Commissioner Dan Halem, in his letter to the top union negotiator Bruce Meyer on Wednesday, informing him of the league's rejection of the union's proposal, said, quote-unquote, we are uncomfortable from a public health perspective extending the regular season into September and also warmed of weather-related cancellations at that time of year. Of course, no one knows for certain whether a second wave of the virus might hit, if it hits at all. Meyer responded on Friday by writing, Your refusal to consider playing games in October is wholly unjustified. The league's excuses for not so doing so have no validity. Strong words considering the players would be the ones taking the medical risk. I mean, yeah, (laughs) no words. The article goes on. The letters vividly demonstrate the disconnect between the sides. Mayer says the league has consistently dragged its feet on the resumption of a season, saying Major League Baseball waited until May 12th to make its economic proposal to the PA and until May 26th to make its first proposal for economic concessions. The league maintains the union was not open to further discussions on salary, even though the language in the March agreement allows for new conversations about pay for games with no fans. Uh, going on, and this is Keith cites that Clark and Scott Boris have made similar comments. He goes on, A canceled season still seems unthinkable, but failing to make a July 4th opening also seemed unthinkable, and here we are. As one player agent put it on Thursday, if this was a marriage, it would be a divorce. The parties indeed act like a couple about to split, talking at each other instead of to each other, recycling the same arguments, stubbornly insisting the other is wrong. They are trapped in their relationship, trapped by their respective histories, and the perception of the game suffers. It's a great point. I mean... As we all know, you know, the situation they're in that um, watching these parties squabble like a bad marriage, it's a, it's a very fair comparison. Um, it's like a bad marriage being squabbling it in front of the world you know, at this point. And um, it, it raises all kinds of concerns, not just for now, for them figuring this out now, but for the future of baseball. I mean, they've got another negotiation for 2021 with their late contract up then. I mean, it's just, I don't know why that would be any better at this point. I know this is a unique scenario, but it's it's not good. He goes on. None of this happened overnight. The union's distrust of the owners dates back decades and stems in part from three separate rulings of collusion and the original fight for free agency that changed professional sports. Meyer voiced this, that distrust in his letter to Halem saying, We note that the league frequently claims that it is negative operating profits from playing baseball, yet it still puts on baseball games every year. A really fair point. That's something we've talked about, the idea they're losing so much money. How are they losing so much money if they keep making record profits 17 years in a row? Open your books. The union attorney also noted the team's regional sports network contracts the league submitted to the PA were so heavily redacted to be essentially meaningless. 
The tension has caused eight working stoppages from 75 to 95. And uh, the 2016 collective bargaining agreement was uh, perceived as a major win for the owners. Players and the owners overcame their differences to strike a deal uh, to uh, avoid a canceled season. Um, But in the heat of negotiations, um, narratives and perceptions drive both sides. To sum with the league, the article goes on. To sum with the league, the PA's unwillingness to yield on the prorated salaries of players accepted in March stems from Union Chiefs Tony Clark's desire to start regaining what was lost in 16. The point is not without merit. The union is something of a wounded animal. I get that. I get it. I just think this is the wrong time to make a stand. And I don't think that necessarily by conceding something here in this moment that it means you have to concede it in 2021. This is a unique time. And I also think that Tony Clark is somewhat overmatched in this situation. We've talked about that before, but Tony Clark is not a lawyer. He's not someone trained to negotiate. He's a former player. I do think that's an issue. The article goes on. Fairly or not, some who negotiate with Major League Baseball, from players to umpires to minor league baseball, accuse the league of acting like bullies. The league heard the same criticism when Commissioner Rob Manfred, serving serving as former Commissioner's Bud Selig's top lieutenant, led the investigation of biogenesis in 2013. League officials hold a different view. Manfred historically has been a deal maker, preferring negotiated sediments to universal unilateral action. The current talks require the same type of pragmatism. Though the March Agreement empowers the commissioner to determine the number of games in a shortened 2020 season, Major League Baseball will blow the chance for expanded playoffs and other benefits if it fails to reach a deal with the union. So the talks must be accelerating, right? Nope. At the moment, the league will not even make another proposal. And they obviously did, as we know, which was considered a step back. The article goes on. Manfred, however, is only one source of the player's frustration. Clubs in recent years have talked have appeared to follow the lead of the commissioner's office, viewing the players as disposable assets, striving for greater efficiency through an increasingly data-driven approach. The analytical bent is reflected in clubs' hardline negotiations with players virtually in every service class. In these these, uh, negotiations, the players effectively are saying enough is enough. So, so much more to break down here as we kind of jump through here. There's so much in this article. More about the tension between the league and the owners and the reason for that. Uh, The article goes on. The league's position seems ridiculous, is ridiculous, considering the time and pressure you need for a settlement. Yet the union's exasperation with Major League Baseball is matched by Major League Baseball's exasperation with the union. As the players remain dug in, some agents are questioning the PA's strategy, believing the union's endgame is unclear, which is interesting. It goes on. The agents represent individual players. The union represents the collective group. In theory, they should be on the same side, but in the view of some dissenting agents, the players can win and still lose. Gain full rate of prorated salaries for, say, a 70-game season, then get crushed this offseason and possibly locked out after a collective bargaining agreement expires on December 1st, 2021. That's a really interesting point. The idea that, that pushing so hard right now might actually hurt them in the long run, kind of the opposite of what we were talking about. Uh, article goes on. Actually, both uh, uh, actually both those outcomes are quite possible regardless, as I said before. Perhaps explain the union's lie in the sand. But the PA at least could have attempted to trade off additional salary reductions for, say, financial protections in the offseason that could have various forms, including minimum payroll. Instead, the union seems focused on building unity for the looming CBA negotiations rather than treating 2020 as an unprecedented short-term 
situation. I think that is a key point there, and it's kind of what I was alluding to before. The idea that, again, I understand that you don't want to set yourself up for failure in December 2021, but right now is a unique moment in the history of baseball, in the history of America, where you just have to figure this out, Tony Clark, Players Union. Again, I'm on your side. I think the owners have been absolutely outrageous in this whole situation. I, I couldn't be more clear about that, and I think you know if you've listened to anything I've said. But I also think, again, that we are in a truly unique moment in time. And there is nothing worse than what you've done already Publicly fighting over money again, millionaires and billionaires fighting over money while 42 million people are out of work. Awesome. But I think that more so, you can't worry about 2021 yet. They just have to figure this out right now. The article goes on, jumping a little bit ahead to finish it up here. It finishes out. Rosenthal said, a true partnership is necessary. Legal's, legal, league officials say a true partnership is elusive. Without the revenue split between owners and players that forms the basis of a salary cap. A good relationship under the current system should not be unattainable, however. The PA's current leadership is not about to forsake the union's long-held opposition to a cap. And so the barrage continues. The players and owners are like a couple at a dinner party trying to out-argue each other, while the other attendees wait to sit down and eat. Fans worldwide would love to devour baseball again. But the players and owners are caught up in their pride. And Clark and Manfred are caught up in trying to protect their legacies and perhaps their jobs. Congratulations to all. The possibility of baseball and returning on July 4th is all but gone. And no end to this dispute is in sight. Strong words. Strong articles, strong words. And I think that's one of the things that's been, you know, for a while we've heard a lot of people say, and I know John Heyman, Bob Nightingale, a few people have still been pretty sure that we'll have baseball, that they'll figure this out and stuff. And, um, Ken Rosenthal, Buster Olney, you know, a few of the people we've talked about here, Jeff Passan, have gone to the extreme with some of their words. Um, you know, appalling, we heard Rosenthal say. We've heard a lot of these people really put out there how damaging this is, devastating it is for the sport. And the fact that it does seem like Clark and Manfred are, are really both refusing to even yield a little bit. I mean, that's the thing is, again, I think the players should get their prorated salaries, but I'm at the point where I don't care if they do anymore. How bad is that? I've been as loud and vocal a proponent, a supporter of the players' union and their argument in this discussion as anybody. This whole time from the jump, I was like, players in the right, owners are in the wrong. Boom. And end of discussion. You've heard all the reasons on this show for weeks, for months, that I believe the players are in the right. I'm at the point where I don't even care if they get their prorated salaries anymore. I don't. I don't. Move off it. Get deferrals. Get guarantees that the free agency won't be as bad as you think it is. Because it's going to be bad. Like, that should be important to you. Whatever it takes at this point. I'm done. I'm over it. You have made a fool of this sport in front of America for months now. And... I'm just so over it. I think most fans are over it. And we're going to keep, I'm not over it in the sense, I'm going to keep talking about it. It's what we do here. That's what this show is about. But I'm at the point where I don't even care anymore. 
I, you know, if the players get screwed in this, whatever. That's where I'm at. And I, honestly, again, I'm I'm on the player side more than the owner side, no question, as you know. But at a certain point, somebody has to yield a little bit. Neither of these sides have yielded at all. It's crazy. It's insane. It feels like we've had two months of negotiations and literally the ball has not moved at all down the field. It's insanity. We just have to hope that at a certain point here, they say, all right, this is actually the deadline and then we're screwed. And and they just say, all right, we're going to actually do something about it. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm not hopeful. I, I've been hopeful this whole time. I'm starting to not be hopeful. I mean, I'm again, I still think we'll have a season and maybe it's just the 50-game sham of a season that can be forced by the owners, but everyone's a loser here. The sport especially. It's just horrible for baseball. But you know, what can we do? We're going to be there. I'm going to be there. I'm going to still watch baseball and care about it, but I'm, I'm sad about the amount of people who won't because that's where we're headed to a lot of people leaving the sport. So... Fingers crossed. This is a massive week. They need to figure something out now. That's it. Well, fingers crossed. <laughs> we'll continue to talk about it. We'll continue to be all over it and hopefully um, get the bad taste out of our mouth at some point. So uh, we'll be back. We'll see what changes there are by tomorrow and, uh, and hopefully find some fun stuff to talk about this week too and uh, hopefully not let this drag us all the way down. So uh, we'll be back until tomorrow. Thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.